everybody, welcome in, welcome in to the Total Coverage Podcast. Championship weekend edition. Yes, the NFC Championship, the AFC Championships, they have now concluded. We have our Super Bowl 55 matchup, and this is the uh, podcast that lets you know what you missed out on, or if you need to go back and watch the championship weekend to get you more prepared for Super Bowl 55 down in Tampa. Yes, it is the Total Coverage Podcast here on the SiriusXM Podcast Network. We are going to talk about each team, not just the games, but each team right, of that conference championship. AFC-wise, you know, we're going to talk about Buffalo. And we're going to talk about the winners of the AFC, okay, the Kansas City Chiefs. And on the NFC side, definitely talk about, we're going to, I got to mention Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, maybe his future. We could talk some about that. But the victorious Tampa Bay Buccaneers to set up Super Bowl 55, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Wow, Tampa Bay, first team ever to host the Super Bowl and participate in the Super Bowl. Outstanding. Can't wait to get into more of that throughout today's uh, or this week's podcast. Remember, you can find the podcast on the new SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts at Kirk Morrison on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison on Instagram. Thank you all for subscribing, rating. I always appreciate it. And definitely just give me my opinion on what I feel um, you may have missed or what I see and watching the games each and every week. And this is the championship edition. So I think we got to start with uh, the team that's favored to win Super Bowl 55, but they had to win their game, their home game, their, their home championship game, three years in a row. The Kansas City Chiefs have now hosted the AFC championship game. And it's not, I guess, tough to say that they are a a D Ford offside penalty away from winning three consecutive AFC championships and possibly going to three straight Super Bowls. Yeah, that's how close it is. But the championship game between Buffalo and Kansas City, some thought that it was going to be a lot closer than uh, some may have thought because I thought that Buffalo was a team that was uh, kind of building to something. And you look at the way Kansas City played, kind of up and down a little bit against, obviously, the Cleveland Browns. And then trying to figure out, you know, what Buffalo, the way that they've been playing, would they bring, you know, that same, uh, you know, confidence with them. And very quickly, you realize that there's a pecking order in the AFC. It's Kansas City. And then it's the field. You saw the gap disparity on how much more talented the Kansas City Chiefs are versus the Buffalo Bills, who we would consider is the second best team, I think, in the AFC. And there was still a wide margin. There's still a gap. And you saw it in the win for Kansas City as they won 38-24. The Chiefs, the AFC champion for the second year in a row. But the reason why they won this game is particularly because their trio. Um, every team has to have a big three, right? Whether it's in the NBA, NFL, it seems like we always, you, you, teams always got to have a big three. And tell me right now, in the NFL, who's got a better big three than Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill? 
Like you tell me right now in the NFL, who's got a better big three? Because these dudes, if they show up, man, you you just start shaking your head. You just like, oh man, it's gonna be a long day. And then you throw in some of the other guys, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman. We ain't even talked about the running backs yet, Clyde Edwards and Lair, right? We ain't even talked about them yet. We ain't talked about the offensive line. <laughs> we ain't even talking about the defense and the honey badger, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, right? The corners. We ain't even talk. We just talking about the big three offensively. Sorry for banging. I'm getting excited here because I do. But the big three offensively, like, come on, man. Patrick Mahomes had a 29 of 38 day, 325, three touchdowns. That's, that's, that's chilling. That, that, that's just chilling. That's relaxing. Remember, this is a dude who was had was coming out of concussion protocol. Remember, he's not 100%. He's got the toe injury. And yes, he was running as if he was in a, what, a joggers marathon with like the, the speed walkers marathon. That's how he looked out there. He wasn't 100%. But that's to show you even at a guy who's not 100% still can play at that high level because he's got guys in which he trusts. He's got guys in which are matchup nightmares. Travis Kelsey set a Chiefs playoff record, 13 catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. And you see just how special those two are. Why are they so special? Because they have this sense of they know where each other is going to be at or what the other is thinking. How many times did we see in that game where Patrick Mahomes scrambles just a bit or he buys a little bit of time and he finds Travis Kelsey over the middle, Travis Kelsey on the sideline, Travis Kelsey coming back to the football. Come on, man. That, that You know how difficult that is as a defensive player? That's backyard football. That's going up in the huddle, putting your finger on your hand and saying, hey, run one of these. And you draw like an up and an out. The defense doesn't know, but the offense knows. Oh, and by the way, if it's covered, just do what you want to do. And that's where Kelsey and Mahomes seem to be at their best when they both improvise. And then when he just runs straight up routes, it's just, come on, man. Okay, Kelsey, who are you going to put on a, a, a safety, a linebacker, corner? He's beating them all. There's a reason why a lot of people are saying he's the best non-quarterback in the NFL. All the players in the league, Travis Kelsey, could he be the best non-quarterback in the NFL? I mean, right now, he's proving why. And uh, kind of give you guys a little little hint, kind of take you behind the curtain here. He uh, kind of got my vote for the MVP of the Super Bowl 55. I'm just telling you, Patrick Mahomes could be great. Tyreek Hill could be great. But I feel like, man, don't sleep on Travis Kelsey as a Super Bowl 55 MVP. Just throwing it out there. But I did just mention his name, Tyreek Hill. And his nine catches for 172 yards are just a typical Tyreek Hill day. Oh, and by the way, he dropped the bomb, too. He dropped the play, a, a pass earlier in the game that definitely would have put him over 200 yards, 10 catches, and it would have been another record day for Tyreek Hill, who just seems to 
not only get open, but when he gets open, he catches the football, and it is it is fun to watch. They Nick came. His nickname is the Cheetah for a reason, because that dude ain't catching. No, nobody catching the Cheetah. The, key, the Cheetah's in the open field, and it is two fingers up in the air for peace out. And that's the way this offense is going. That's where Kansas City is. That's the reason why they they're winning. It's because of those three. And next week's edition, as we dive in a little bit more on, you know, what's going to have to happen for the Kansas City Chiefs to win, what they need to do, or what does the defense need to do to stop these guys? I'm, I'm still devising up my plan as I figure out how do I stop this three-headed monster, which ultimately is the reason why they are so good. They are so talented because just when you feel like you just got those three bottled up, that's when the other guys start to hit you. That's when the other guys make a couple plays here or there. So it's going to be interesting how this game, Super Bowl 55, will be played. But those three guys, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill, <laughs> trust me, I, I don't know, man. I literally don't know. And that's the reason why, as I transition to the Buffalo Bills, one of the reasons why they lost this game. Right. They lost the game primarily because and this is something that their coach has said, Sean McDermott. Um, So I'm not saying anything that I think people out there don't know, but you really saw how evident it is when Josh Allen doesn't have a consistent run game. Now, we know running back Zach Moss was out of the game due to an injury. And so Singletary had to do a lot on his own. And so they've tried to address that position. Could they address it more? Could they go with a veteran presence? I know TJ Yeldon and Singletary, they both combined for 32 yards, but their running backs don't necessarily scare you at this point. Now, maybe when Moss was back and I, I don't know, but I'll tell you this, that they weren't effective and the Chiefs run defense was like, yeah, we want to see Josh Allen make some throws. And you saw more zone coverage. You saw Josh Allen have to find and pick his spots. They weren't adding the extra defender to the box. They weren't. They were keeping things so that Josh Allen couldn't hit the home run passes. He couldn't find it. They were allowing Josh Allen to, hey, if you want to run, we're going to make you pay. We're going to force you to have to be the best player that you've always been for them offensively. But you're going to have to be their run game. Josh Allen did that. He had 88 yards on the ground by himself. But that's the quarterback scrambling. That's the quarterback getting out of the pocket. You can only do that so many times. Kansas City was all over it. They wanted to make Josh Allen beat them, especially from the pocket. And you saw when it came to the second half, would Buffalo be able to handle a shootout? I thought this was a good team that's able to play with the lead that is able to come back at certain points. But when it became apparent that this was going to be a shootout and a game played in the 30s, yeah. You just saw that Buffalo doesn't have that kind of firepower. Like Stephon Diggs, and this is one of the other reasons why they lost this game. Stephon Diggs, who had an outstanding year, who just looked amazing, probably the free agent hire of the year, for 2020, Kansas City took him away. 
Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, said, yeah, that guy, number 14 in white, yeah, he's not going to beat us today. And you saw that. He only had six catches on 11 targets, 77 yards, but no touchdowns. They held Stephon Diggs out of the end zone. If you hold Stephon Diggs out of the end zone, you're like, if I told you before the game, has Stephon Diggs, I have six catches, 77 yards, and no touchdowns. Yeah, you're darn right. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills lost because he's their playmaker. He's the guy that gets in the end zone, makes the big plays happen. And really, outside of a blunder by McCole Hardman for the Kansas City Chiefs earlier in the game, well, let's be honest, Buffalo doesn't really score their first touchdown. They don't really have that momentum going into the game. I mean, going into that first sort of quarter and drive. Remember, they were up 9 nothing to start the game. And then <laughs> Kansas City just came back and does what Kansas City does. And then the third reason why I thought they lost this game. So first, the rushing attack, non-existent. Number two, somebody outside of of, of, of uh, Stefan Diggs pick up a courtesy phone, right? And then third thing, scared money don't make no money, y'all. Scared money don't make money. Meaning that you got to go out there, got to do something. Got to risk it a little bit. And Sean McDermott kept it conservative a couple times, kicking field goals. I think he would probably take that back now, realizing that field goals aren't going to beat Kansas City. They're not. Field goals are not going to beat the Chiefs. Touchdowns are what beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Touchdowns, sixes and sevens, not threes. And at the end of the game, and you're looking at the point total, there's a reason why you get beat by a couple scores, a couple touchdowns. Because the opportunities for you to score seven, you went and got three. And that's the dilemma that he was in. And that's what Kansas City did. They took the Buffalo Bills out of who they are as an offense and as a team and as a coaching staff. And that's tough to do. But that goes to show you the experience that Kansas City has from being there for three years in a row to where Buffalo in its first time being there, you look around and say, wow, okay. So this is how it is. This is what it feels like. Now we know how to do it moving forward. And now we know how to attack the off season. And that's one of the reasons why I think Buffalo will be right back in that situation next year. Cause they've got the talent. It's got to, I guess, fix a couple areas amongst their team. As I get to the NFC Championship, um, <laughs> this was a game that I will raise my hand and say, I took the Packers. I took the Green Bay Packers. I just felt that this was the year that a guy like Aaron Rodgers would get over the hump, right? Having lost his three prior NFC Championship games, the motivation within him to be great and to be able to will his team to victory was all I kept thinking about. As confident as Aaron Rodgers is as a quarterback, he was going to find a way. But yet, for the fourth time in five trips to a conference championship game, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers were defeated. The last time Green Bay 
reached the Super Bowl was 2010. Now, it was actually the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that was the last time that they won a conference championship game. Oh, and by the way, I don't want to bring it up, but it was against the Chicago Bears. And they didn't have a healthy quarterback, by the way, at that time. So I'm not putting an asterisk by it, but hey, man, I'm just calling it like it is. So I thought that that's why it was so important. I just thought it was so important for Aaron Rodgers and his team to to get off to a fast start, to get out early, make some plays. Having been to his last two conference championships covering him, the one in Atlanta and then the one last year in San Francisco, it just seemed that the Packers had run out of gas. And so as I look at it now, I should have said, you know what? They've got to show me. Don't say that, oh, wow, Aaron Rodgers is motivated to go out and do this. Let them show you first. Because I've seen them run out of gas twice before. What's going to be different? Oh, they're playing at home. That's what it is. No. They were down 18 points. They were down 18 points in this football game to Tampa. Now they cut it down to five later in that third quarter. But the Packers had the opportunity to go out and win the football game or at least take the lead. And they went out. They they had some three and outs, right? Aaron Rodgers threw an interception before the half that set up an opportunity for the Buccaneers to score a touchdown right before half. Like, this is one of those situations now where the legacy of Aaron Rodgers is, is now going to be questioned. I've been in debates the last couple of weeks about who's the best quarterback, who's the best quarterback. Aaron Rodgers by far is the most talented, but is the the most accomplished. Well, you can't say that because he could have went to the championship, but the guy dropped the football against. I understand that, but it's still on his record, still on his resume. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, yet he's only been to the Super Bowl once. And he's only won one. And I always say it like this. For all those people who like a dinner or going to the club, there's a section or a table that quarterbacks can sit at. Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, obviously Brady sits at a table and we'll get to him shortly. He sits at a table all by himself. But Aaron Rodgers is not allowed in that section. He's not allowed at that table. As great as he is as a quarterback, he's not allowed there. He and Brett Favre actually sit at the same table with less opportunities for Brett Favre to get to that championship or that Super Bowl again. Brett went to two. Won one, lost the other. As far as Aaron, he's only won the one. And he hasn't been since. So along with him and Matt LaFleur, I got to put a lot of blame on them. Why they lose this game? One, 
Aaron Rodgers in some critical moments. I expected him to be better. But I think the one that really, really uh, like got me going is the about a little over two minutes to go. Packers are down eight. And they get to fourth down. And Matt LaFleur decides to kick a field goal. To kick a field goal to make the score five. I got the MVP of the National Football League. I got the MVP of the NFL on my roster. I'm not kicking no field goal. I need a touchdown and a two point regardless. I'm not putting it on my defense. I'm putting it on my offense. And Matt LaFleur shows you his inexperience as a coach. Because right now, good regular season coach. Oh, the record is fantastic. But wow, postseason, now championship game, Matt LaFleur, can't make that decision. Can't do that. Much like the Bills, Green Bay's rushing attack also wasn't there. When you have Jones, Dylan, and Williams, the, the, I mean, Aaron Jones, the guy who is your is, is your big play guy. Not only did he have a fumble, but he only had six carries for twenty-seven yards. It's just not going to get it done. Just not going to get it done. So there's plenty of blame to go around. Whether it's running attack, whether it's guys dropping passes, Rodgers interceptions, or Matt LaFleur not going for it on the fourth down. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into all of this. And it's unfortunate. And the Packers now go into an offseason with Jordan Love as their backup quarterback. But also, is he the quarterback of the future? And what happens with Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) A lot of questions in Green Bay. But those are some of the reasons why they lost this game. And why I think I don't even put them as a strong contender for next year. I think this loss haunts them. You're not going to get a better opportunity than being the best team in the NFC, hosting the championship game, in your building and then getting beat. They got beat. But they did get beat by the greatest quarterback of all time. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now are going to the Super Bowl in which they play in the building in which the Super Bowl will be in. I didn't have this. Tampa Bay 31 Green Bay 26, Tom Brady, I'll say it again. I don't need a 10-part documentary series to tell me that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I just don't need it. I know who he is. The dude is fantastic. He's special. I knew that from the day that I stepped on my first NFL field for my first NFL game. My first NFL game was against Tom Brady and the Patriots, and he was coming off of his, I believe at the time, was that his third championship, I believe? Yeah, his third one. 
because he had already beaten Carolina. He had already beaten the Rams. And this was the one after he beat Philadelphia. So I played in a game in 2005, the first game after or for the season, you know, and they had just came off a Super Bowl. Obviously, I played eight years in the league and Aaron, I mean, and, and Tom Brady is still playing. Like, it's just it's wild to think of the longevity. And it just further reminds me of why I should kick myself over and over again of why do I go against the guy who's now making his 10th, I'll make sure I stretch that 10th, 1-0, his 10th trip to the Super Bowl. Now he's been in the league, what, 20 years, I believe? Yeah, 20 seasons, 20, yeah, 21st season. So think about that, just put that in there. 21 seasons, right? And yet he's been in the championship game Half of them. <laughs> like, just put that in Half of them. So it's like, he can't go two years without being in a championship. Like, think about that. I went eight years and I didn't even get to a playoff game. <laughs> this dude can't go two years without going to a Super Bowl. Ah, Lee. Tom Brady, I apologize. I apologize to you. I apologize because this marks the, like, uh, opportunity for him to be a seven-time champion, seven times, right? That's a lot. It, he would surpass Michael Jordan, who I think is the greatest basketball player ever. Now you talk about rarefied air. Come telling you now, as I tape this total coverage championship edition podcast week. Um, yeah, he wins this. Everybody's going to start talking about Tom Brady as the greatest athlete or the greatest champion of all time, greatest player of all time. He will have surpassed the championships that in the NBA, you could actually see it happening. This isn't supposed to happen in the NFL, especially after him leaving New England. I was joking with my buddies the other day. I said, yeah, Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform is greater than Michael Jordan in a Wizards uniform. Michael Jordan at Wizards uniform was like, Ugh, he wasn't taking that team to the championship. Tom Brady goes to Tampa. Tampa. I just want to mention that. Tampa. Just say it again. Tampa, who hadn't won a playoff game since 2003. Okay, who hadn't won a playoff game since 2003. He goes to that franchise after they had three consecutive and seven and nine seasons. They're now in the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady's going to get a lot of credit, as he should. But I'm going to credit some names. Byron Leftwich, his offensive coordinator. Todd Bowles, his defensive coordinator. Okay. So you got offensive coordinator Byron, defensive coordinator Todd, and then the head coach, who I kind of mentioned it before, the risk it, no biscuit guy, Bruce Arians. This is a total team, and they're a team that's getting better as the season goes along. They've gotten better at the right time. They're peaking at the right time. 
they're peaking to a point where it's going to be difficult for any team to take them down. Not just Super Bowl 55 against Kansas City. But I think from what I've seen, why can't they be the team next year in the NFC? Right? Because right now, if you're, we're, we're saying, we just saw what Green Bay looks like. We just saw what Tampa looks like. And I know we still got to finish the finale of this season. But when we start to look ahead, who's got the brighter future? Like, who is better? Tampa. With a 40 guy who will be 44 next year. Or this year when he plays. 44 during the season. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But they won the game a lot because of their defense. Right? They sacked Aaron Rodgers. They were all over him. They watched the Rams film. And the little Devontae Adams around the goal line, the fake motion comeback, they were all over that play. And once I saw that happen, I said, "Uh uh-oh. What else do you got in the bag, Green Bay? They didn't have a lot in the bag left. That defense, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Baird, man, they... This is what you go out there and pay guys for. This is what you get. They didn't have this pass rush earlier in the season. It developed over time. And as the offense got better, the defense got better as well. And Devin White is an outstanding linebacker. He's another reason. The reason why those Packers running backs couldn't couldn't find any pay dirt. They couldn't find any room in the running game and the passing game. There's a reason why all of this happens. It's because of that defense as well. And then you have unknown heroes. Scotty Miller catches a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Remember, no Antonio Brown, by the way, who had a knee injury. And yet, they still hung 31 up. Tom Brady had three interceptions in the second half. Three. Not one, not two, three. And yet... It never felt that Tampa Bay was losing control of the football game. That was outstanding to watch. It's because they have a confidence in Tom. They have a confidence within the offense. And they make critical plays in critical moments. That's that's the heart of a champion. That's a championship-level team. And that's right now why Tampa is heading to Super Bowl 55. And that's why it's going to be tough. Um, I've made predictions before. I won't do it today. I'll save it for next week's uh, edition as we get into Super Bowl week, the Super Bowl week edition of the Total Coverage Podcast that I will find uh, I'll find what I'm looking for. because I'm looking for something. I'm looking at a little bit of film. I'm going to go over every scenario because I already have who I think is going to win in my head. But is there something that will take me away from it? We're watching... The goat versus the baby goat. Right? Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. The guy who's got all the accolades, whose career is still being written, even though he could walk away today and be the greatest. He's just adding on. And then who we think one day could even challenge, just challenge the success that Tom Brady has. We shall see. As that is the matchup. Super Bowl 55, Kansas City versus Tampa Bay, Sunday, February 7th. Wow. Got some time before we get to that game, but I'm looking for an outstanding matchup. 
I love the storylines. And I can't wait to break down some tape again this week to head into that matchup that's really, really just keep me at ease and be like, okay, this is who's going to win. Because I'm I, right now, I'm kind of on the fence. I can go either way. I have a hunch. But I want to see if it could be swayed over the next week or two. We'll find out, or you'll find out, coming up on that next edition of the Total Coverage Podcast. Look, remember, you can find this podcast, the Total Coverage Podcast, on the new SiriusXM app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you go to get your podcasts. This has been a great edition, championship edition, talking about what happened in the AFC, NFC matchups, and what to look forward to, just to ponder over the matchup. Super Bowl 55, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Can't wait to see what happens. And we're going to discuss what we think will happen, what I feel will happen next week, and a couple of players to look out for going into that Super Bowl game. I can't wait to be with you guys. Again, I appreciate the time as always. Make sure you rate, make sure you subscribe, do all that stuff. Happy you've been on this ride. We got one more game to go, everybody. So for myself, Kirk Morris, and my producer, Chris Tyler, uh, I want to say can't wait to talk to you all next week. Super Bowl 55 coming up on the Total Coverage Podcast, Super Bowl Week edition. Until then, good football, y'all. Sirius XM Podcasts.